Many of us obsess over our fitness, our nutrition, even our chamois, but what about hydration? Proper cycling hydration is one of the most vital components of our performance on the bike, and yet we usually don't spend nearly enough time thinking about it or taking actions to improve it. The good news is that it doesn't take much effort to determine what and how much you should be drinking, and with proper hydration, you'll have a noticeable improvement on the bicycle. In this podcast episode, I'm going to explain the role proper hydration plays in your performance, how much you should drink, what you should drink, how you can carry all that liquid, and more. That's coming up after this intro. You're listening to the Femme Cyclist Podcast, and I'm your host, Kristen Bonkowski. Like most of you, I'm a bicycle-obsessed rider and sometimes racer. Each week, I'll bring you interviews from inspiring women and offer tips and tricks to help you thrive on the bike. At Femme Cyclist, we celebrate all forms of riding and all forms of women. So whether you're a road racer, bike commuter, or hardcore shredder, you'll find your tribe here. Before I jump right into this episode, I do want to let you all know that I am a certified USA cycling coach. And I spend a lot of time doing research and reading to try to make myself as informed as possible on all topics related to cycling. So know that I am at least reasonably informed and do know what I'm talking about when it comes to proper hydration. Now with that out of the way, let's dive into why hydration matters so much. What does it even matter if you're drinking the right amount of water on the bike? If you think that proper hydration doesn't make that much of a difference on a ride or especially in a race, think again. Water loss can decrease your cardiovascular function, make it more difficult for you to maintain proper body temperature so you can get too hot or too cold easily. You can decrease your maximal aerobic power, which is your VO2 max, and it can impair blood flow. There are other things that can happen, but those are the biggies. It turns out that hydration is pretty darn important, and you're probably losing more water while biking than you even realize. It's very easy for cyclists to lose somewhere between about half a liter and two liters of water per hour while riding. The exact amount that you're losing is dependent on several things. These include the intensity of your effort, the temperature that you're riding in and how acclimated you are to that temperature, how humid it is outside, your fitness level, your genetic predisposition for sweating, and your overall body size. However much you're losing, if you don't replace enough of that loss, your performance will start to decline pretty quickly. A lot of the times on the bike, you think that you're just getting tired or hungry, when in reality, you're getting dehydrated. So how do you know how much you need to drink? There are three ways I'm going to share with you how you can judge if you're drinking enough water or other liquid while you ride. Whichever of these three methods you use, what you do want to make sure you're doing is pay attention to how much you drink during your ride. So pay attention to how much water you took with you on your ride and how much you came back with. The very first method, which you probably already do and familiar with, is the, what I like to call the P method. In this scenario, you just pay attention to the color of your pee during and after your ride. If you pee and your pee is bright yellow, then you know that you need to drink more water the next time you go out. If it's clear, you're probably drinking enough water. Now now I say probably because there is one problem with this method. 
if you're drinking a lot of water while you ride, your pee is going to end up coming out clear regardless of whether or not your body is actually retaining and using that water. So you might be drinking lots of water without actually getting hydrated. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But still, it's a good indicator. You know, if you look and you notice that your pee is bright yellow, start drinking more water. The second method is what I call the scale method. And this is something that coaches traditionally have advocated over the years. What you do is you end up weighing yourself before you go out to ride and after your ride. So you want to get naked, get all those clothes off so you're not weighing your clothes, and note your weight both before you ride and afterward. Now chances are you've lost weight while you're out on your ride. And most of this does not equate to fat loss or glycogen loss. Most of it is related to water loss. For every kilogram you lost, and yes, I know you probably aren't weighing yourself in kilograms, so convert your weight in pounds to kilograms. You can use Google, you just put it in Google and it'll come up with the conversion for you. For every kilogram that you lost during your ride, you need an additional one liter of water to rehydrate. And this is somewhat an estimate because like I mentioned, you may have lost a little bit of actual weight during your ride that wasn't water, but it's still a fairly close estimation. Now what you want to do is to use this information to determine your sweat rate so that you know how much you probably need to drink on your next ride. There's a basic formula you can use and it sounds more complicated than it really is. What you want to do is you want to take your weight, your pre-ride weight in kilograms, subtract your post-ride weight, add your fluid intake that you had during your ride in liters, and divide that number by your time in hours. And that will give you your sweat rate in liters per hour. So I'm going to give you an example. And this is from my actual last ride I did. I went on a ride the other day. And before I left, I weighed 125 pounds without any clothes on. And I converted that to kilograms. And that came out to 56.7 kilograms. Then when I got back from my ride... I weighed in at 123 pounds. So I lost two pounds during my ride. My post-ride weight of 123 pounds converted to 55.8 kilograms. During my ride, I ended up drinking one and a half liters of water and I rode for a total of three hours. So I can plug this into our formula and I have, it'll be 56.7 minus 55.8 plus one and a half, which was the amount of liters I drank during my ride. Divide all of that by three hours, and I get 0.8 liters per hour. So I'm basically, when I'm on my ride, I'm losing about eight-tenths of a liter for every hour I ride my bicycle. And now I know that in the future, I need to be making sure I'm drinking around eight-tenths of a liter of water for every, or I I said water, but fluid in general, for every hour that I'm riding my bicycle. Now, this isn't a perfect method because this other day when I rode, it was pretty chilly. It was only like 40 degrees outside. So I'm probably not going to be losing as much water in sweat than I would be on an 85 degree day. But if I do this consistently over time and under different conditions, then I get a pretty good idea of how much water I need to take with me on a specific ride. Now, the last and third method, 
is what I call the body weight method. And this one is actually pretty easy and accurate to use. There are critics of the scale method, which I just went over with you, that argue that it can cause you to actually overdrink. Instead, these critics recommend using your weight as a way to roughly gauge how much water you should be drinking. Super easy. So for every pound you weigh, you should drink 0.1 ounces of water per hour if the temperature is below 75 degrees and 0.15 ounces of water per pound per hour if the temperature is above 75 degrees. So again, I'm going to give you my example. I weigh 125 pounds and that means I should be drinking between 12 and a half ounces, which is 0.63 liters, and 18.75 ounces, or 0.55 liters, per hour. Now you'll notice that this is a little bit less water than in the scale method that I just described. So you might want to try drinking somewhere between the method in the scale method and this body weight method and you will over time dial into an amount of water that works well for you and I bet you whichever method you're using either one is not how much water you're drinking most of us are significantly under hydrating on our rides and if that all seemed very confusing for you and I went over those formulas too quickly I will include a link in the show notes to my blog post on how to calculate all of this. And don't worry, it's not hard. It's a lot simpler than you think. And it's worth a little bit of time to try and dial in the scientific amount of water that you should be drinking. Now, hydrating before a ride. You want to be drinking water all the time, every day, focusing on your hydration even when you're not on the bike. Obviously, being hydrated is going to help you on the bike, but it's going to help you a lot in your everyday health as well. So it's super important. Make sure you're drinking all the eight glasses of water that you should be drinking every single day. So if you're starting out hydrated, you're in good shape. But I also like to drink a full glass of water about 15 to 30 minutes before I leave for a ride so that my tank is topped off. This is a moment where I should jump in here and note Yes, get yourself a good pair of cycling shorts that you can get off on and off easily for pee breaks. I hear from too many women who don't want to drink a big glass of water before they go ride because they don't want to have to pee, and that's not going to help you. Just get the bibs that you can pee in or the shorts that you can pee in. So now that you're hydrated before you've even started your ride, some tips for hydrating during your ride. You know how much water or other liquid you need to be drinking. But the key is to figure out how to actually get yourself to drink that much. For most of us, if we wait for thirst cues, we won't drink nearly enough. And this is especially true if you're drinking or if you're riding in cooler weather like most of us are right now in the fall and winter. If I just wait to be thirsty, I can go through a whole ride without drinking. And that is not a good thing. So some go-to tips that I use. The first is to make your water palatable. You're more likely to drink if your water is cold, science has shown us. Um, We tend to drink more water when it's cold, so you want to add some ice cubes to your bottle or use an insulated bottle to help keep your water cold. And additionally, you want to make sure that your water tastes good. So if you're drinking water, add some lemon to it, um, or you can use one of the sports drinks that I'm going to talk about a little later and taste a couple different sports drinks to find one that you actually like and tastes good. If it doesn't taste good, you're not going to end up drinking enough. 
The next tip is to set a timer. You can go ahead and set a timer on your phone or your watch to remind you to drink every 10 to 15 minutes. Very few people are drinking that often, but you just want to be drinking small amounts spread out every 10 to 15 minutes. And once you get into the habit of it, you won't need the timer anymore. I know it seems a little silly when you start out, but it really does help get you into that habit of consistently drinking throughout your ride. And then the last tip is to make your water accessible. I know that there are way too many women out there who don't end up drinking enough while they're riding because they're riding in a group and they're afraid to pull out a bottle out of the cage and drink while moving or for whatever reason they're just not grabbing that bottle. So if that's you, practice drinking, pulling out your bottle and riding with it while you're just cruising around the neighborhood and go do a ride specifically to practice drinking. Um, or if you still struggle with getting the bottle out of the cage and drinking while riding, then try a hydration pack or a hip pack instead. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a moment. And then after your ride, you want to, don't want to forget about hydration after your ride also. So you're going to go and use that scale method I talked about. You're going to weigh yourself and for every kilogram lost, you want to make sure you're drinking around one liter of fluid and no, don't go to the kitchen and chug down a whole liter of water. Just over the next few hours, continue to make sure you're hydrating and that your pee is clear and that you're feeling good. Now, let's talk about the best hydration drinks for cycling. When you're doing shorter rides or lower intensity rides, all you need is water. So usually, if I'm going out for less than two hours or if I'm just going for a casual ride with friends, I just take water. But if you're going to be doing multi-hour rides or you're training at a high intensity, then you'll be better served by a hydration drink that offers some sodium as well as a small amount of glucose. And this is because, like I talked about earlier, you can actually be drinking a lot of water without rehydrating yourself. And in these cases, you need that sodium and glucose to help hydrate and help absorb the water. Unfortunately, the drink that most of us think about when we think about a sports drink is, what do you think? It's Gatorade. And Gatorade is not what we should be drinking at all. In fact, Gatorade and other drinks like it, so like Powerade and those kinds of drinks, have way too much fructose and sucrose. And those things cause gastrointestinal distress. So if you've ever used a sports drink and it ended up with an icky tummy, you're probably not drinking the right sports drink. Now, I really love Dr. Stacy Sims. I follow her and I read her book, Roar, which we read for our uh, Femme Cyclist Book Club last year. If you have not read that book, I would highly recommend it. There's a great chapter in there on nutrition and hydration. But Dr. Stacy Sims, she recommends choosing a hydration drink for cycling that includes 180 to 225 milligrams of sodium, seven to nine grams of glucose, 60 to 70 milligrams of potassium, and a three to 4% carbohydrate solution per eight ounces. And if that didn't all make sense to you, no worries. I'm going to give you some examples of drinks that follow that optimal mix. And these are Osmo Hydration, Scratch Labs, Cliff Hydration, and Goo Hydration. And like I mentioned earlier, I would recommend trying a couple of those or all of them to find out which one tastes the best to you and that will encourage you to hydrate well. So now that you know you're probably not drinking enough water and you need to be carrying more water with you, 
the question becomes, how do you actually carry it? The most common way to carry water or a hydration drink while cycling is via water bottles. I really like wide mouth water bottles that you're probably already using because they're easy to clean and fill and they just work the best. My personal favorite water bottles, if you're curious, are the Camelback bottles that have a twisting top that lock closed. You don't end up accidentally losing any water through leakage with those tops. And I also really like the polar bottles that help keep water cold longer. That doesn't matter so much right now in the fall and winter, but in the summer, it's nice to be able to add ice cubes and have your water stay cold. Now you can stash your water bottles in cages. Um, Even if you don't have enough cages on your bicycle or the mounts for cages, you can always add additional cages via um, long zip ties or volley straps and you can actually even use volley straps without a cage to strap on more water bottles if you need to or you can stash water bottles in your jersey pockets if you're going to do that make sure to opt for a jersey with deep pockets so that the bottles don't stay out a lot of women's jerseys sadly have really shallow pockets so look for ones with deeper ones And then, not quite as common, but you can also find bib shorts that have pockets for water bottles and base layers that have pockets for water bottles. So if you want to have additional water bottle storage in addition to the ones on your bike, then consider carrying some in your clothing. Cycling hydration packs are another option, and most of us use these for mountain biking. But if you are a road cyclist, there is no rule saying you can't use them out on the road as well. I absolutely do, and I don't care if people look at me funny. If I'm on a very long ride, I'm totally going to use one of my hip packs um, to come with me because it just holds so much more water, and it's a lot more convenient to me than stashing bottles into a rear pocket. Traditional hydration packets look a lot like a backpack. There are those fanny packs, hip pack style hydration packs that are a thing now as well, and I've got a bunch of reviews of them on FemCyclist, so if you're interested in that, make sure to head on over to the website and find something that might work really well for you. And then finally, I should also mention for longer distance rides, where going places where you're not gonna have a lot of options to fill up with water, you can also consider adding frame bags to your bicycle or adding a rack and panniers to stash water. And in those panniers or in the frame bag, You can add a bladder um, or soft bottles and you can really stash a ton of water in that way. And it gets it off your back and puts the weight on your bike, which is nice as well. Then the other thing I wanna talk about is filling up with water on rides. If you're going on a really long ride and you've already calculated how much water you're gonna need, it's very often not possible to bring all that water along with you. And if that's the case for you, I've got some tips on how to find more water along the way. These are things that I've done, all of them. Um, The first one that I like is going to a gas station. You can go inside and ask if there's a tap inside. Uh, A lot of times you can use like the water button on the soda machine to fill up bottles. That's also why it's nice to have the wide mouth bottle because you can fill it up anywhere. Um, or you can ask the people inside the gas station if there's a hose or spigot outside that you can use. And if you can't score any free water, then just bring along some cash and you can always end up buying some water bottles to pour into yours. Obviously, that's not the most environmentally responsible choice, but sometimes you do what you got to do. Um, parks. Unless it's below freezing, a park is going to end up having a spigot or a drinking fountain or somewhere you can fill up with water. 
churches. Um, you can fill out up at an outside spigot at any church you pass by. I've never had a church turn me away. And I've actually ended up having um, been offered cookies and other goodies when I've asked to fill up with water at a church. The same thing goes for private residences. I would never really knock on someone's door, but if somebody's out working in their yard, you can ask them, okay, can I fill up with water and a hose? And people, again, I've never been turned away. People are very willing to help out. Campgrounds. If you're mountain biking, a lot of trails pass right through campgrounds. Or even if you're road biking in more rural, out-of-the-way areas, campgrounds are one of my favorites. You really don't even need to ask. Just ride on in, find a spigot, fill your bottles up. And then the last one is to find a stream or a lake or some kind of other natural water source. When you're riding in remote areas, this might be the only way to get additional water. And if that's the case, then you want to make sure that you carry with you a really good high quality water filter or purifier to clean that water before drinking. I hope you found at least one piece of information in this podcast that was helpful to you that'll help you get more hydrated the next time you ride. And if you enjoyed this episode, will you please make sure to share it with a friend that could benefit from it? And also let me know if you have any topics or questions that you would like me to cover in a future episode of the Femme Cyclist podcast. My goal here is really to help out the community and make everybody just feel more empowered on their bicycle so they can have more fun. Thank you so much for listening. And until next week, happy riding.